This is the Introvert's Bubble with Anang of Courageous Creativity, telling introvert stories, pushing ourselves to have more adventures and misadventures and to grow. Living life how we need it. As always, rating the podcast on any apps to listen to is always appreciated. Being the new kid in school sucks, no matter what. Whether or not you have any siblings there, it's just a huge change between where you had friends before, or people you knew, just the whole atmosphere that you knew everything at. And it doesn't matter even what age you're at. It's always going to suck to any degree. But honestly, once you kind of hit past elementary school, it gets infinitely harder each time you move because a lot of people have been there the whole time. They, there's been less back and forth with other people and other kids there have their set groups, their set areas. They get everything. They kind of have everything figured out. And believe me, I understand. I have moved well over 20 times before I finished college. I'm, I honestly, I have to stop and actually count again because I'm getting kind of close to 30 and I'm going to be adding a couple more probably here in the next couple of years is the way things have been. And I definitely understand how to survive being a new kid at school. Because there are all these different dynamics out there. There's all these different things. And I've had a couple times where I've actually gone different schools out of state and once out of the country. Luckily, the out of country one was a choice and it was in college. So I was with other people who were new and at the same time. And it wasn't as, as big of a problem because, I mean, college people are kind of like, they're a little more laid back and less problems with certain things but like when you're in middle school junior high high school it's brutal it's really hard to get yourself to fit in there to get yourself to not feel so vulnerable because that's what it is because you have to figure out everything all over again and don't even don't even get me started on how you're going to be behind in school I don't care what anyone says just because you move you past all your grades each school each grade does certain things at different times i had the same three years and three different schools i learned like how to use comma comma splices semicolons and everything else the whole time because the schools used it at that time at those different grades at those different times of school year i had certain ones where there's certain books that most everyone has read i didn't get a chance to read those books because in this school, they did it in sixth grade, but the new school I did it, they did it in fifth grade. And so I just, it kind of made things harder for me because there are certain things that I didn't get a chance to learn because I moved around so much that it made it so hard to kind of keep up with things because, yeah, I had the basics. Yeah, I had general stuff for each class, but all the specifics are different. No matter what school you go to, even when there are certain schools in the same city i've had a couple of cities where i went to where uh there's like two different elementary schools but then not everyone from that elementary school went to the same middle school and some of those split off to the different junior highs and those split off to different high schools so it kind of went back and forth and so different things got learned so here are my five tips to help survive being the new kid in school and believe me i know i'm gonna get some slack from some people because there's always the idea of like, oh, just be yourself. Everyone, people will like you, blah, blah, blah. Yes, in the perfect world, it will. And you will find your own people being yourself. But being the brand new kid 
no matter what time of year it is, too, whether it is the beginning of the school year or some in the middle, you don't want to make yourself a target. And I'm, I'm telling you out of my experience as being a new kid way too many times how to not be a victim, how to not get bullied, and how not to put yourself in a disadvantage because you got labeled in a different way because other people saw you a certain way because of something you did right in the beginning. Because everyone gets... We have our first impressions that get just hammered into us. And you don't want that kind of stuck with you. So the first one is to dress to not impress. Yes, you want to dress nice. You want to dress good. But don't be so, like, out there. Like, if you really love, like, grunge or a certain band and everything else, yes, wear that shirt if it makes you comfortable. Wear kind of the clothes and everything else. But try to rein it back a little bit. Like, I don't, I'm not telling you to completely hide who you are and your personality. It's just, especially for, like, the first week, you kind of want to partially tone it down so you can figure out what, for, like, some of the other steps of out there of uh, um, certain ways to kind of help fit in a little better. And I don't mean, like, fit in as in you want everyone to like you. You don't want everyone to hate you in any way. If you're being yourself, someone's not going to like you. And you can't really help that. And I don't want you to honestly care about that because you should be good in yourself but you want to dress where you're a little more neutral where like yes you love wearing black but maybe not wear all black maybe wear like a gray undershirt that shows through or wear something that's got a little like silver on your bracelets or something else just something that's a little not so flashy I guess in a sense and I'm not talking about either like, we're someone who is a little more flamboyant or who is gay or really likes pink and everything else. I'm not telling them to not have that in who they are in any way. I'm not telling them to hide them. I'm not telling them to go back in the closet. Like, please don't come at me like that shit. I'm not saying that. I'm just telling y'all, if you don't want to get picked on right away, don't don't make yourself a target. Being flashy about what your style is and everything else will automatically get you noticed. And you don't really want that when you have no one to actually care what happens to you. Number two is have a balance of quiet and friendly. And though as introverts, we're pretty good at this, at least at the quiet spot, because being quiet, we're observant. And so being friendly, because you want to be able to say hi to people, you want to kind of make sure you people notice you in the sense of like, oh, this is a new kid. They don't seem bad. They're not standoffish. Like, make sure you smile at some of the people. Say hi. If you have introductions, like, make sure you look them in the face. Yes, it sucks as an introvert to have to look at someone. But there's there's other tricks I've told you before in a couple of episodes of you look them in the eye for a couple of seconds and then look down like you're going, like looking, looking through your notebook. Or you kind of look between the people. Like, if you have, like, a group of three or four doing whatever they do in the beginning of classes anymore and look in between but not have to look straight at them like maybe look at one and then kind of look at the other and look like past their ear or look at the necklace like little things like that and so that that gets you being friendly but being the quiet one you don't stand out as being a show-off you don't stand out as being loud and obnoxious because that's another thing like being quiet of course is like, it, it's loud and clear of what kind of who you are, but so is being really loud and, like, boisterous. And some people, yeah, that 
yeah, there are some people who do great at being the new kid because they're styled, who they act, and everything else. They're automatically popular. And this is not for them. This is for those of us who are a little weird, who are a little off, who are not perceived as the most friendly person off the bat. And see that my thing is, I've done this so many times. I can coast in the middle pretty well in the very beginning, and I've never been bullied. Well, I had two ch- instances where someone tried to, but I, I was able to squash that pretty quick because of all the other steps I've done, and minus the second one because I just kicked his ass. <laughs> I'm not advocating for violence in any way, but there was a couple times when you just need to show that you're not going to be, you're not going to be picked on, and I don't not not everyone can do that. Like I grew up kind of kind of rough and. My family's all kind of like, you can, if you're going to take care of yourself, take care of yourself. I didn't exactly get in trouble because I was already the new kid. It was a big guy against a little girl. And my mom just laughed him out the fucking office because she's kind of like, really? Really? You're going you're gonna to try to get her in trouble? And when the boy put his hands on her and she beat his ass. But that's kind of a, the beside the point. I knew I could do that with that kid because I, I was quiet enough to realize who he was and was not friends with. I was friendly enough to some of the other people that they're kind of, I had some people who were, who took my side because like I was friendly enough to them. They had nothing against me. I had nothing against them kind of thing. Number three is to learn to read the room. And this is not just with other students. This is with teachers. Like learn to read which teacher you really shouldn't get too buddy buddy with right away. Like figure out kind of, which groups and everything else you don't really want to talk to, which ones are kind of who are watching too much of other things. Like you got the little things you have to read in different body language, the energy of people are upset with someone else. And I'm not saying like there's the one kid that nobody else wants to sit next to that you need to sit to next to and make a statement and everything else. You don't need to be mean to them as well to fit in. Believe me, don't even, don't ever do that. That's not, it's not worth you fitting in to make someone else feel worse. But you can fill the room to see where, where you can fit in enough that if you wanted to be friends with that person, you could. You just probably couldn't do it right away. Like, I don't, right away, I don't mean like you have to wait six months. I'm more like, give it a couple days, partially to feel out like you two fit together as friends. Other times it's just figuring out which teachers to kind of stay away from because ones just want to get you in trouble. Ones who want to, I don't like, kind of get you in, like they want to force you into other groups. They, The thing is, teachers, yes, we want to listen, we're supposed to listen to them, we're supposed to respect them and, or be respectful. I hate saying respect them because for me, respect is earned. You be respectful of your teachers, but you need to kind of figure out which ones have a lot of bias? Which ones will not help you? Which ones will let things slide, whether it is only with the popular kids or just anyone in general? You kind of need to feel out what the dynamic of the whole school is, of what is, isn't acceptable, what goals are, what is the dynamics for and against other people. Like you kind of, you need to figure that out. And that does take more than just the day you get there. You're going to take you a, a couple of weeks at least to get a good feel about everything. And I always say, like, give yourself at least a week to kind of 
fill things out before you make really any hard decisions on who you hang out with, who friends, who people you don't like. Those are kind of things. It takes time because you're not going to be able to ask these questions. You're going to have to see, you're going to have to feel it out for yourself because the more you ask, the more it makes yourself a target because oh, you don't know, then you can't be a part of it. Number four is to stick to the middle of the crowd. This can mean like literally physically, like if you're moving out of a classroom for they're showing you a tour or whatever else or doing projects and everything else, stick to kind of the people who aren't considered really, really smart or really, really like popular and loud and boasters, but don't go for like the really weird people. Unless you really are that weird, like obviously that could be you. I had a couple of classes that I was the weird one. I mean, more like choosing where you are, like where you sit, where you are in, like if you're going to lunch, don't stand in the back of the class. Like don't be, don't straggle behind because you're going to lose chances of finding seats. You're going to lose chances of taking your time and feeling out where the cafeteria is, where you can eat, where everything is. Because if you're in the middle of the group, you can keep an eye on what everyone else is doing that you can kind of just blend in with stuff with so you don't look like you're that new. Because if you have other people from other classes, other areas, they don't recognize you as new right away. They don't have a target to pick on. Because some of them, some people, when it comes to the enough free time, they, they find the ones who are stragglers, the ones that they can, that are easy prey because they're cowards. When people want to pick on other people, they want the easy first, unless they already have their normal one that they always pick on. But you need to figure out where you can stand that's safe before you make a decision on where you want to be in that sense. Don't let the other people decide for you. And you can move yourself away from the middle after a few weeks. Once you kind of get yourself your footing there, get you figured out what you want to do, how you want to kind of situate yourself in the school and that world and everything else. The fifth and final one is to take everything with a grain of salt. I personally have not seen like the movie cliche of the new kid getting told the wrong directions or um, having all their their desks and all their shit stolen. I've never seen that. I haven't heard of that in like in the schools I've been in. But I have heard of it in other states from other people I've kind of heard at. But it's never quite to the extreme. I mean, come on, movies and TV shows they they want the drama, so they they put everything to the extremes. But don't take if someone also becomes really, really friendly with you and starts telling you everything that's going on, ingest everything they say, but don't take it as gospel right away. Like, figure out whether or not what they say is true. For the most part, most people have, who do want to be helpful? I've done it before, where I've had, I've picked, I've grabbed onto a couple of people that I knew who were new and kind of like, hey, you want to sit with me at lunch? Here's kind of like, I give them like a general idea. I'm like, yeah, that's where that is. Don't let them tell you to go that hallway because that's not the right direction. Um, Stay away from that teacher. Kind of, I kind of give them like a heads up. I don't give them all the details because they need to figure out for themselves. And honestly, I don't want them to be completely clouded in that either I'm like such a freaking gossip or that I may not, I may have an opinion on something that they don't quite believe and I don't want them feeling isolated that they can't talk to me later kind of thing but also the thing to also is 
with like teachers. You got to take what they say because sometimes they want to tell you things because they want to set a set an example, set a precedent of like this is what they want for their classroom. And since you're a new kid, you they can probably mold you a little better and hope that it'll you they can they can mold the other students together with you because you're following what they want kind of thing, which can isolate you. Which sucks because the teacher is not taking into account your well-being. They just want what they want. Now, some teachers are not purposely trying to be, like, hard-headed and I want this way and everyone's going to do this kind of thing. But certain ones are, they have, they have ideas and they have ideals of how things should be. And they just may be wrong because that's not how it works where they are. And they're going about the wrong way to do that change or whatever else. The same thing with just anything out there, especially if you have siblings. Take what they say for granted art because their experience is very different. Especially if you, like, I, I have a brother who's older than me, but only by a year. His experience is completely different because he was male. I'm female. Um, when we were younger, he passed more as white than I did. He was, he just kind of... Honestly, my brother's a little bit more of a cool, kind of laid-back kind of guy. And so it was easy. Like, no one really picked on him, but kind of partially he was a little lazy on that part. And they couldn't get a rile out of him. Well, my style was more, I was going to stick up for myself. And you you trying to pick on me was not going to be worth your energy because I can make your life a hell of a lot worse. But that's kind of just the styles we kind of fell into with all the moving we've done. I know he, he's being helpful and... Yeah, I I would talk to some of his friends that he ever, that he made and stuff. But again, you want to kind of stick to the middle, read the room and everything else because what they need in their school life is not what you need. You may not need those kind of friends. And honestly, I wouldn't want to have just only my brother's friends be my friends, especially from a different grade. That doesn't help me in my classrooms. Doesn't help me at lunch. Doesn't help me at my locker. Cause especially since a lot of times, if he was even in the same school as me. He would be on the opposite end with whether a locker is or where we have to meet up or classes or anything. Also, take a grain of salt about your own, your own neighbors, your own parents. Or are you telling you? Because, of course, when your parents kind of sign you up, they have usually they go in to kind of talk to teachers or just in general talk to whatever the administration is to get you signed up. And they can give you some pointers. They can give you kind of an idea of like what is expected of you and everything else, but you can't take all that in. You can't take it all because they don't, they're not students there. Administration also don't, don't have much interaction with the kids all that often. So they're kind of out of the loop anyways. And they like to talk about their ideals, whether than more than the actual reality. Unless you have like the one kid where like, yeah, I may want to stay away from him because he just starts fires. I would kind of take that in of like, okay, I'm going to make sure I'm not near him for a while until we kind of figure out what he burns usually and when and where kind of thing. But your parents, they haven't been to school for years. They will never been to that school for the most part. If you're moving back and forth a lot. Yeah, maybe you maybe you move back to where your parents used to live. Believe me, it's completely different. Not the same principal, not the same administrators, not the same teachers. It might be the same building, but everything else changes. I've been times where I was in one school, and then I went back 
a couple years later to see friends and everything else, or I went to dance with them, and things have changed because there's new kids from the younger grades, there's different teachers. The dynamics have changed so much that I could kind of fit in because I knew enough people, but I didn't fit there anymore because I was out of the loop completely. And honestly, you have to have your own best interests at heart. At the very end, you got to take care of yourself and find where you where you fit in. And don't don't fake it. Honestly, don't don't fake that you're more preppy, you love brighter colors, you only want to wear really thick dark eyeliner. Like don't don't try to fit yourself into the group. If you don't really care for it. No, I have no problem with you trying to experiment. Like I've had some friends where I literally the same high school. I had one friends that were kind of more the goth friends, the ones that were kind of more I guess they weren't quite country. They're kind of in the middle of the country slash suburban, but would go dirt bike riding and kind of hang out and some drink, but they were kind of like, we don't care if you don't drink, whatever kind of thing. And I would dress kind of the same stuff that they would because I was partially experimenting and partially because I was already kind of fitting to that. I already, I wore some darker colors, some of the, the same styles of that. I love the ripped jeans. I love the, the mesh. And other times I just wanted some jeans, plain jeans with a t-shirt. And I like doing outdoorsy stuff. I like dirt biking. I like going hiking with them, sitting down and watching movies together. While the other one's like, yeah, we wanted to go sit at, go to a concert, go to a coffee shop and just kind of chill and talk. Those are two different groups. Certain things that we did was you could interchange them for the most part. It was just kind of the style. So these are all kind of the steps you need to do for the very beginning. You don't have to keep these for the rest of your school life there. But these steps, these five steps that I've learned from literally, I've moved so many times. I moved in first grade in second grade, fourth, fifth, sixth, tenth, twelfth, yeah, at least the, the, the top of my head, I can easily, like, those are all the years I know I moved, and a couple of those, I know I moved more than once, I know, like, first grade, I moved at least twice, I think f- fourth grade, I moved twice, yeah, so, see, that, that right there, that, that's the top of my head, that I know those are the times that I've moved, don't even count college right there. Don't count some of the other ones are just, they were kind of like, we went there and we went back and we went over there again. So these are just my five steps for you to do when you were the new kid in the school at the beginning. Once you kind of get your balance, once you start figuring out where you fit in and where you feel most comfortable, then you can kind of let some of these go. You have people to trust, people that you can, will know will have your back if anything kind of goes wrong. You don't need to kind of hold on to these, but these are very good steps, very good pieces to keep in mind because at some point you're going to need to, you're going to be new again, whether it is for a job, once you get into college and certain stuff. And these are little things that kind of will be very good for you in the future to always have kind of in your pocket. And so don't, don't worry about keeping them in the forefront of your, in your life all the time, but kind of something you can pull out when you know you're going to be new and you don't know where you're walking into. Thanks for listening. Check out the show notes for the links to the blog and my Patreon where you can get more info, check out products. Hit me up on Instagram at the Introverse Bubble or Courageous Creativity.